Enemy Empire has been repulsed, but this one defeat will increase its determination to crush the rebellion once and for all. In the continuation of the Star Wars saga, the Empire strikes back, and Luke, Han, and Princess Leia must confront its awesome might. Welcome to the Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. It is August 9th, 2018, and we're talking the live-action Star Wars series rumors and gossip that's floating around. My name is Zach Weber. Tonight, I'm joined by Mark. Hello, everyone. And Zanger. Jedi's, your arm. I don't know why I'm doing a... Whatever. Jedi, your arm. My God, this is terrible. Jedi, you are surrounded. Your army's decimated. Make peace with the Force now, for this is your final hour. But know that I, General Grievous, am not completely without mercy. I will grant you a warrior's death. Prepare. That was awful. (laughs) I'm ashamed of myself. Sarah, how many drinks have you had before we started recording? Sadly, none. I think it's the no-carb diet is finally catching up and just making me loony as all hell now. Oh, jeez, the healthy Mm -hmm. diet. Fun fact, I just finished editing the second Clone Wars episode. We recorded that like in the middle of June, but you know what? I just just finished editing it. So it's over two hours long. So enjoy that, folks. And about Uh, 90% of it is me screaming. Indeed it is. (laughs) Um, fun fact about that is that we make references to things that we'll later talk about, but it's completely out of context. <laughs> so anyway, though, so tonight's topic is the story that's floating around about the Star Wars live-action TV series that's being helmed by John Favreau. Good for um, him. Good for him. Uh, when he's not counting his Jungle Book Iron Man and Lion King money, he can count his Star Wars money. But the rumor that's floating around, this was, I think there was a, I forget who, I think it was maybe Star Wars Newsnet or New York Times, or maybe a New York Times piece saying that the series was going to cost around $100 million to produce, and it would have maybe 10 episodes. And ever since that initial story came out, there's been a bunch of other kinds of small leaks and details that have also come out of the ether. Uh, the main one we'll be discussing is making Star Wars a story entitled, quote, rumor, live action Star Wars series to be about Mandalorians after the fall of the Empire, end quote. Um, question mark uh, question mark and so basically that's you know it doesn't seem like a lot but there's some nice bits to chew on obviously the first thing is the 100 million dollar rumor or the production cost rumor but then um dialter i think that's his twitter handle said that he's actually hearing that the series is going to cost more than 100 million dollars i know some people are there's there's a weird narrative going around of like oh lucasfilm spends 150 million dollars on movies Never mind, 150 million times two with three shoots. So 150 million dollars on a TV series is kind of cheap in comparison. I find that an interesting observation. The fact that like, oh, these things both kind of cost the same at the end of the day. So six to one, half dozen the other, depending on how you look at it. But the real meat of this story is the fact that apparently this story or this show is going to be based around Mandalorians post Return of the Jedi. So I know before this, Zenger watched a video on this, which I have no idea what video he found. And Mark hastily read the story as we Zenger and I were just BSing about random stuff. So with that being said, guys, what are your thoughts on this show being Mandalorian related? You know, you mentioned about that one individual who um, said that, you know, he's hearing that it could be more. 
I don't find it hard to believe that they are going to be pretty expensive. I mean, this is one of the reasons why George Lucas never actually, you know, any plans that he had of a, you know, for a live action Star Wars series never really came to fruition because he knew the cost would be very high and he knew if, you know, that if he went, you know, that if he if he cheapened on, you know, on the production of the episodes, the quality won't be that, you know, that familiar quality that Star Wars fans uh, get, you know, from the films themselves. I think he was, I, although I think I did read somewhere that he was waiting, uh, you know, for time to pass by so that the cost of making it of decent quality would be, you know, would go down over time. But, you know, there's that. Um, that said, it doesn't, it, it, I, I don't find it surprising that it's still expensive to uh, make episodes of, um, you know, with decent quality of what George Lucas would have envisioned. Um, but I also think, though, that, you know, I mean, we've got things like, Game of Thrones and stuff, and you know those are pretty expensive episodes to make. So, you know, I don't see why this is not this. Is, this would be impossible. I think it's possible. They just gotta, you know, gotta go with just get that Game of Thrones mindset, and you know they'll be able to you know get something that's of good quality. Uh, Content-wise, I mean, I I don't know what to think of it yet. You know, as far as like it being set three years afterwards, I think it could be pretty cool thing to see you know a mandalorian uh you know culture and seeing you know how a series like that develops people want to see boba fett I mean, some people want to see how boba fett will fit into this and heck i wouldn't mind to see you know boba fett in in this series so, i hope yeah. the entire series is him reminiscing about his feud with han solo right singer <laughs> yes yes him reminiscing about his feud imaginary feud god dang it. but um, but yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I, I can't think of anything else to say at the moment right now. Oh, so. just for the record, um, the guy who said it might cost more than 10 million, his name actually is Daniel Alter. Who is this guy anyways? Like, what, what's he about? A person. Uh, <laughs> he's I'm a, not yes, wrong. He, he, he's in fact a person. Um, no disputes there. That is not a rumor. No, he's, I, I followed him like, over the years on and off and he's, he's a, He's not a super duper movie scoop rumor person, but every once in a while he'll he'll leak something out there, saying something's going to cost more than ten million dollars an episode. I don't take that as like a super like credible leak. That's just something like oh, like I wouldn't be surprised that Disney's probably allocated probably a budget of around one hundred and fifty million dollars for this versus a hundred or maybe even one hundred and twenty five. Again, at this point, Disney's going to keep throwing money at Star Wars to see what happens, especially after Solo. And they do need a, a proverbial carrot on the stick for the streaming service. And I do think a Star Wars live-action TV series, which has never been done before, with just dozens of Boba Fetts, essentially, that's how the public will look at this. It's just going to be a series of just tons of Boba Fetts. And considering he, he's the character that sells the second most amount of merchandise after Darth Vader, uh, it makes sense from a marketing perspective. Like It makes 112% sense that this is the route they're taking but Sanger, do you have any thoughts on this i want a live action star wars series that would be very cool going the mandalorian approach is interesting i guarantee you the end of season one will be the reveal of boba fett returning because it will be some conflict or something to where their stuff's finally getting resolved and then boba fett being the ultimate mandalorian which why is that a thing How, when, when was that ever established as a thing 
he's never, he never was supposed to be a Mandalorian because they make a very big point in Clone Wars for saying that Jango Fett was just an imposter wearing their armor. Really? Yeah, that also, was uh, I think that was the, also um, according to the to the Legends canon book I have. It does point out that Jango Fett was one of the last Mandalorians. But that is not canon, though. It isn't anymore, and that's very confusing at times too. Because I'm like, wait, how's he? What? What? So, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm excited for more Star Wars. Is it something that I think is going to be amazing? I, I don't know. It's just the, the price tag on each episode doesn't surprise me. I'm sure it's going to. They, they're going to want this to look almost movie quality. I think and, it's going to look. It's going to look like movie quality. I don't think there's going to be yeah. any uh, dipped in quality whatsoever. But I, I'm like I said, I'm excited for this, but I need to I, I'm I'm just kind of waiting to see where where they go with it is the other thing, too, because I have no clue where they could possibly go with this story, because Mandalore is something that's this like great mystery almost of this kind of been divulged. And the video I watched kind of talked about, well, is Sabine going to be in this? Is Ezra going to be in this? Is Thrawn going to be in this? Is this going to be something that can, and I'm like. I, I think people are stretching. I kind of think it needs to take its own story and run with it. It can't be something where it's piggybacking off of something else. No, like I, one of the other series. Especially live action. Especially, yeah. like, there's, like you said, there's going to be elements tied into this. Um, in the Making Star Wars article, they reference that it's interesting that uh, with the revival of Star Wars, the Clone Wars, the last arc of that series is obviously going to be the Siege of Mandalore. And then you're going to have this series. So you have your bridge. Yep. You're gonna you're gonna have you're gonna have at least a handful of people watching Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Finish that, and then what's gonna be the next thing they 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 jump off to? It's this. gonna be this series. Mm-hmm. And as we all know, what they like to do with Lucasfilm, they love having these little like bits that tie in, like whether it be the gold dice at the end of Last Jedi, then we go into Solo, or we have. Maul from Rebels, then we have go back to Solo again, even though that's kind of a backwards time jump. I I think that's something we're getting. Again, it could be we we probably see part of Sabine's family. I we've never really seen it before in Star Wars for a, a, a character that's wholly or originally animated to go from one meet form of media to another. Like we've like we've never seen someone like Ahsoka. We've never seen like Ahsoka go from one to another. Like Maul went from live action to animated to live action again. It's gonna tie in, of course. It's Star Wars. Everything everything has to be incestuous. I get the feeling that Lucasfilm is trying to do is they're tr- and again. It could be Disney. Again, to this day, we don't know how much of Disney's tentacles are in Lucasfilm. I think there's a chance that. Lucasfilm wants to Lucasfilm Disney wants to move away from the original trilogy era. We don't I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, this, this is a really vastly thing. untapped market to go to. Yeah, oh definitely. And I think it's again it sells itself. I think of the toys they're gonna make off this. You're gonna have a series of just every single different shade of the rainbow in Boba Fett Mandalorian armor. And I can still remember when I watched the uh, Mandalorian arc of, of Clone Wars back in the day. And I kind of sat back. I'm like, oh, dear Lord, George Lucas made an entire story arc of just a planet filled with Boba Fett's fighting each other. Like, we all talk about Rogue One being the ultimate dump your toys out in the backyard and play. That, that like, end of that I, I like to imagine that, that Boba Fett's this incompetent <laughs> person who just keeps lucking somehow into everything he gets. 
okay, looking at Boba Fett in the canon lens, we don't know that much about him. Like, he's in the movie. He's really exclusively a movie character. Is he yep. even in the comic? Is he? In the new Star Wars comic? Uh, yes, he's the one that finds out Luke Skywalker was the pilot that blew up the Death Star. Vader okay. basically has him go off and do that. Does he do anything cool or unique in finding that out? Uh, fights has a few fights with Luke, I think, at certain points. All right. So, okay, so, so there's a little bit of stuff there. I, I don't know, though. I, I don't know if it's going to be a Boba Fett thing. I have a feeling this is going to be... I think it's just the... Again, it's the armor that sells itself. And, it, and we keep... It's so weird. cool and fresh and neat and awesome. <laughs> well, again, if it wasn't for the fact that Jon Favreau has already said that he is... That this is supposed to be post-Return of the Jedi, I wouldn't be surprised if this was originally... Oh, sweet. I got my episode two box box thing out, out of this discussion already. I'm going to save it for later, though. All right, save it for figured later. Out, I figured out where I'm going with this one. Just to let everybody know, Zanger now, um, ever since the... The uh, very poorly, crudely done job I did in, like, knock-off Photoshop of the box art with his quote on it. Zenger's now made this a reoccurring segment, much like his um, quote to introduce himself. Oh, no, this, this, the film. This, this, this will be every now and then. I'm not going to try it. It's going to be every episode for a little bit, but I'm not going to do it all the time because I will run out of material, I feel. Or not. Who knows? So you're going to wait for mystery. creative inspiration. Yes. When it, when it strikes me, I will, I will yell it from the mountaintops. In the words of the Emperor, good, good, let the hate flow through you. So, but uh, again, I would I would have been more excited for this if it was, like, Old Republic era. Like, as I know in Rebels, they've kind of flirted with it, the tales of the Jedi versus... No, those are Wars. movies. That's, that is prime movie-going experience right there, sir. Just telling you, if they're going to make a TV show off Mandalorians, you're not getting a movie with them. You're not getting a movie around them. No, I, I, meant, I meant the Old Republic stuff. No, but like, okay, yes, but I'm tr- I think if you're going to get a TV series about Mandalorians post Return of the Jedi, you're not going to get a Jedi Mandalorian Wars Old Republic movie anytime soon. Oh, like there's no way they're going to have two sets of characters. Think about it. You have to then explain to the normies out there that think about it. M- remember the confusion around Ray and then Jyn Erso. People were so kind of perplexed. There was two British brunette females in the Star Wars universe at the exact same time, but in two different like eras. There's there's uh, no way to be able to differentiate that properly. There's two females in the Star Wars universe that aren't Princess Leia or whoever that other one was. I know you got Princess Leia, Rey, Jyn Erso, Akira. Apparently, Star Wars can only hire one type of female actor. Just you get British brunette female, then that's it. Everybody else is off the table. I'm pretty sure when Kelly Marie Tran got hired, Ryan Johnson's like, "Damn it! I told you, bring me the British brunette." I'm sorry, <laughs> Mr. Johnson. Poor, poor Kelly Marie Tran. Um. Anyway, though, I'm not too thrilled about this. Like again, like I will obviously sign up for the Disney streaming service. Um. They they have my money already. It's it's currently an escrow, just waiting. It's like you got to hear Bob Iger take my wallet, do what you will with it. But it's it just doesn't get me like super excited. Like I like Zanger said, it's gonna be super cool. I still want my animated series based on um, Luke's Jedi Temple between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. I want that so badly. And considering how talented Mark Hamill is as a voice actor, I think that would be a great this thing to watch. And that would that, that could almost be like a Clone Wars, like considering the the quote-unquote hatred that's around The Last Jedi, the same as there quote-unquote was around the prequels. 
and how the Clone Wars kind of diffused a lot of that tension. I think doing a series based around that could be... I, I would imagine Adam Driver's available. I, I, I would imagine if you write him a check, he'll, he'll come and show up. It's not He's not above doing animation. This isn't like back in the day where Lucas was too cheap to get uh, Ewan McGregor, Hayden Christensen, and Natalie Portman. But that's that's my wishful thinking. I mean, it's not like they were doing anything else. No. Natalie Portman was too busy shaving her head for V for Vendetta. Yes. Well, she had to wear a wig for a couple moments in uh, Revenge of the Sith when they had to do pickups for that film. Huh. Oh, yeah, I think I've read about that. The morning because of she was bald. <laughs> I, 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 I remember seeing V um, for Vendetta in theaters with my brother and the, the cousin of mine. You were very yeah. disappointed that it wasn't Pokemon. I, I, At I what point did you realize it wasn't film. Pokemon? I, I or a Fast and Furious film. Yeah. At what point did you realize it wasn't a Fast and the Furious film? In the beginning. We're being mean to Mark. We're being mean to Mark. Go ahead, Mark. <laughs> I just, uh, I, I didn't know. I, I was younger back then, so I didn't know whether, you know, this was like a movie about, uh, you know, rise of, of uh, radicalism and stuff. Like, of like you know, like of uh, people with masks and stuff. Anyhow, we're not, I don't want to derail the conversation. I just, uh, but Mark, yeah. You want to no, hear a fun uh, quote about V for Vendetta? Yeah. You know, like this. Alan Moore said, if the Wachowskis wanted to make an anti-Bush film, they should have left my work out of it. God, Alan Moore, you are the greatest thing to ever exist because you make great things that people turn to movies and then you just scream and yell at them. He makes great things and hates the fact that he, he made them in the first place. Yes. That's Alan Moore in a nutshell. He makes something that complains about its, its existence. And then goes and yells at his, is it, is it a snake god now that he has? Or? I've lost track it's, at this point. It is, it, it, well, I know it's, it's gods of his own creation. They are oh, okay. not like a pre-existing pantheon. He's created his own gods to worship. When did we get the Watchmen babies cartoon series? Was that actually That's, happening? No, there, there, <laughs> we can only hope. I thought that was the, something from the Simpsons. There's the show that's happening, but... Watchmen babies? No, there, there's there's the new Watchmen show that's going to take place at some point. I, I hope it's Watchmen babies. For some reason, I think you're wrong, but I'm not going to say 100% either. No, I'm pretty sure that's what HBO is dumping. Like another, like, isn't HBO also making like a Watchmen series that has like a budget of like $100 million? Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. But I, I know, but like it's, no, it's another one of these... like. Oh god, premium cable esque series that has a high budget. Well, if we just like, throw money at it, people will watch it. But I think it's interesting that Zack Snyder spent like 180 million dollars on his adaptation, and and still people feel it was a little off base. Yet Which, Warner if Brothers you want our opinion on it. You can go watch, or my opinion on it, and some other people's. You can go check out Jack of Trades for the comic discussion, and then Zing This for the movie discussion. Gotta listen to them both to get the full story. Quick hot take on the Zing This podcast. Oh um, God, no! Too much Zing, not enough this. But this is this is the stuff we cover. It's this. you heard what I said. Okay. Anyway, no. Uh, going back, did either too one much of you Zinger watch- yelling? Got it. No. <laughs> or more Zinger yelling? I don't know. Needs more this. Um, did either one of you watch? I, I promise this will tie into Star Wars and like TV. Did either one of you watch like Muppet Babies when you were growing up or when you were younger? I I turned it on unfortunately. I was like, why is this I on? Did. And then it just got left on. Like Thank the original you. one, not the new one. There's a new one. Yeah, there's a new one. 
No, I'm a, I'm a, I'm familiar with the original one. It's actually how I first saw Star Wars clips in my life, in my early childhood. Remember, I didn't see Star Wars until like later on in life. No, because this is something I want to ask. Uh, okay, because okay, Mark. Yes, they they have made a new incarnation of Muppet Babies, and like I loved watching Muppet Babies when I was growing up. Like I have a few. Like, I have some of the old like VHS tapes they put out. And one of the things that they can't, like, it's one of those weird TV shows that they can't, like, re-release on, like, DVD. I don't know if it's on streaming. I'm pretty sure it's not. Because one of the things, like, like Mark said, was they use so much, like, clips from, like, other media. And if they ever wanted to, like, re-release it on, like, DVD or streaming, they'd have to, like, license all those clips again. But I was wondering. I know not all of them were Disney-owned properties. But considering that so many of these properties are now owned by Disney... Why isn't, like, the new Muppet Babies have clips of, like, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, um, like, all the properties that now, like, Marvel stuff. Like, why not have, like, a new episode of, like, because I was, I, was, I was channel surfing a few days ago, and I saw it was on, like, while I was, like, eating dinner. I'm like, okay, I'll give it a chance, and I was watching it. It was, it was, it was cute. It wasn't anything uh, groundbreaking for a kid's show, but it, was, it had its moments. And I'm, like, watching it, and I'm like, oh, I, I'm surprised they're not trying to do anything to, like, incorporate, like, Marvel or Star Wars, kind of like how like Phineas and Ferb did. And for those who don't know, Phineas and Ferb like did like Marvel episodes. They did Disney episodes. They did Star Wars like centric episodes. And I'm like, wouldn't it be really cool to see like Muppet Babies like recreate like the Battle of New York from the Avengers, or like, oh god, like the attack on Star Killer Base from The Force Awakens, or even better, the ending of Rogue One, where like you have like a, a Gonzo Darth Vader going down the hallway, like wiping out like beakers. I want that. Disney make that as a movie. Star Wars Muppets. Wait, um, this new Muppet Baby series, is is it like geared towards uh, little kids still? It's the same thing that the original Muppet Babies was geared towards. Okay. It's like kids like three to to seven, I think. Gotcha. Can uh, that one character, uh, I forget his name, can he still not talk? You have to be more specific. Uh, that one, uh, red guy, uh... Oh, Animal? Beaker. Yeah, Animal. Oh. Beaker, uh, too. Can he still not talk? I, don't, I haven't seen Beaker yet. I only watched the one episode. Um, Animal was there doing... Like I said, I really like Animal, like, in the Muppets in general. Um, I really like the Muppets. Um, I, I loved Muppets Most Wanted, which I think I was the only person that actually paid to see Muppets Most Wanted. But that's a story for another day. Um, no, uh, Animal's in it. Um, from what I remember, he didn't really do much from the one episode I watched. Are there are there are there more characters? Uh, didn't they only have like eight or ten in the uh, original series? I I don't know. Uh, yeah, like they don't have like the um, oh my god, um, the band. Like they're not there. Like it's mostly like from what I saw, Kermit, Miss Piggy, Gonzo, Fozzie, Animal. There's there's like, like a little girl, pe- purple penguin. I don't know her name. She's a new character. Okay. Yeah, um, I don't know. Like, like Nanny's there. I know Nanny was only I was only in the original Muppet Babies. Are they still not showing Nanny's face? Nanny's, like, identical to how she was in the original series. Like, you, all you see is her from, like, the uh, waist down. And she has oh. the same, like, uh, oh, my Lord, like, tights on, the same colored tights and, like, the pink sweater. That's the one thing they didn't change at all, which is... And the animation's mm-hmm. actually pretty cool. I really like... Cause it, they almost look like puppets. Like, like, how, like, you can actually see, like, the feathers and, like, f- like on Gonzo and the fur on Fozzie. Like, it's, it's, it's solid. Like, I know some people, like, people were complaining about it. 
like they were claiming like the bastardization of Muppet Babies, which I, I didn't know there was anybody on the face of this earth that felt that passionately toward Muppet Babies <laughs> in the series. But I guess there are, um, like anything in life, there's people huh. that are willing to die on that hill. But now that I think about it, I really want like a Star Wars like in, or a Muppets in Star Wars movie. Like I really want that now. I know they did Muppet movies, like Muppets in Space, like Muppet Treasure Island, like Muppets in Oz. Wouldn't it be great if it did Star Wars Muppets? And it's like, like recreating, like doing like a weird like spaceball parody of Star Wars. And like you have like all different scenes, like, like, from, like you jump from like Phantom, it's like almost like an abridged version of the Star Wars saga, going from like Phantom Menace, then to like Solo, Rogue One, original trilogy, sequel trilogy. Oh, I want that now. I want a Gonzo Darth Vader down the hallway with Beaker uh, fleet troopers. Oh, I want mm. that now so badly. Where do I go to pitch ideas to Lucasfilm? You're constantly being called by them to write projects. Can I have that phone number for a second? I just walk outside and just scream it, and then a, and then a stormtrooper knocks at the door a few hours later. Oh, is that <laughs> Allegedly. That's how I do it. All right. Anything else you want to talk about this uh, Star Wars live action thingy? I, I'm excited to see more information on it. I always said the whole, oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be based on Mandalore. It's like no one has any clue what was going on on Mandalore during the Imperial. The Rebels delve into that a little bit. Uh, that was before the war, so who knows what happened during the war? And I mean, they were so involved with the Galactic Civil War. Oh, wait. But we don't know what they did, though, because we all know that the, the Sabine's family was doing things with the brother, the mother, and, and the different clans. So I, I would imagine a lot of that will be touched upon in this. You, you know, I, I'm not, I get the feeling that this just feels like it may be another uh, rumored uh, Obi-Wan you know, movie type of thing. I don't know. Do you, do you guys get that feeling? Or is, I mean, does this he's obviously Favreau's obviously working on something. Uh, or does this rumor have more legs than that one? Well, I think it's also. I think it's a, uh, again. This might just be like a antidotal connection, but Favreau was also the voice of Pre Vizsla in the Clone Wars. So there is that nice little bridge that, like, he he knows what's going on with this like s- portion of the Star Wars universe. Or at least he has some level of like familiarity with it. Like right. I don't know. Like I haven't heard anybody like like if something like this came out and it was like incorrect. I'm pretty sure there would have been like a denial from someone at this point. Not not like Star Wars or like Lucasfilm. I mean like there would have been some other like scoop person being like, oh, I'm hearing something else different. And, and as we all know, making Star Wars is pretty pretty spot on with these sort of things. And it makes sense from a marketing perspective. So there's really. Like what gotcha. again? Maybe it takes place. Like, no, like it doesn't even take place because John Favreau has confirmed that it's post Return of the Jedi. I don't know. Like it's one of those things where like I there's no reason to distrust it. Supposedly another animated series in development for the live uh, for the streaming service that we don't even know about yet. Yeah, because they weren't they like hiring people for that or something. Yeah, that was a uh, we, we covered that a few months ago because there was a bunch of hirings for that. Everyone's like, oh, it must be for Star Wars Resistance. And it's like, eh, not likely. That that's already been in production for like, as of when we we talked about that, like probably for like seven or eight months by the time we got to it. So, so I, I don't know. Like, I think there's a lot of stuff. And plus, this is part of another thing we can kind of touch upon. 
is that apparently Disney tried to buy the TV and streaming rights back from, I know the TV rights are at TNT and the Turner, Turner Networks for Star Wars, and they refused to let Disney buy the rights back. So you're not going to see any Star Wars movies that, that are made before 2019 on the Disney streaming service. Hmm. Weird. So I would imagine the first – I don't know if that includes Episode Nine. I think it does. I think the first Star Wars movie we, we will see on the streaming service will probably be the one that's released in 2020. Whatever that is, whether that be the Ryan Johnson or the mysterious Kenobi movie that's, that, that keeps slipping through our fingers. I don't know. So that's that's another weird thing that Disney kind of shot themselves in the foot back. And that shows you too that Disney's not as forward thinking as we all like to think they are. That 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 even though like everybody like there was like oh the futures in streaming services and when Disney sold all the TV rights for this stuff back in like 2014, even they weren't planning this far ahead. Well, maybe they was, didn't think about it too. I mean, as weird as it sounds. Well, that's what I mean though. But like we like to think of like these multi-billion-dollar multinational corporations are like thinking decades ahead of us. Yet that was what? Again, I think I read somewhere they sold the rights to the TV stuff for Star Wars in like 2014. And this live action streaming service is going to be out at the end of 2019. So that's five years. They, they couldn't even think five years ahead. They couldn't. Really they were too busy ahead. staring at the giant pile of money Marvel was bringing in. Yeah. Well, that's another thing too that hasn't been brought up. Is that because I, I think there was another story out there saying that the more even the marvel tv rights that they're not going to be or any i think marvel film before or i think captain marvel's the last uh marvel mcu film that will be on television like conventional television after that they're all going to go straight to the, the streaming service hmm. so the first one would be infinity war part two or, or whatever we're calling it i don't know it's a lot of stuff i think is interesting because i think Currently, Fox has the rights to the Marvel MCU films. When the Disney Fox deal goes through, they will regain all those rights. So that's 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 interesting. So more of the story: be Warner Brothers and just make terrible movies, but you don't have to worry about continuity or who has what because you own it all. <laughs> oh, Warner Brothers! Good old Warner Brothers. Um, Teen Titans Go. Teen Titans Go was good. <laughs> Looking at the box office numbers, nobody seemed to make that judgment. I made that judgment. I'm sure you did, Senator. But uh, the last kind of tidbit of this story from making Star Wars is how are they going to pay for a Star Wars TV series, or how are they going to do uh, quality effects on the $100 million budget, or approximately $100 million budget, and one of the things that's referenced in the article is that there was this ILM X lab project that was supposed to be like a way for uh, filmmakers to like look at their effects like on set. So like if you had actors in front of a green screen, you could like hold up like an iPad or some other type of like camera to the the scenery. You could actually like see the actors interacting like in real time with kind of like a, touching like a, it. Exactly. It was like augmented reality with a little bit of VR thrown in. And they talk about how that's a way maybe they'd be able to do the effects. I, I don't know. You still got you still got to pay people to sit there, digitally paint all these things, and then render them, which takes time. So I don't know how much of this is going to um, take the financial burden off of it. But that's that, that stuff is well over my head, and I don't think they like to disclose that part of the 
or financial dealings of it all. It's definitely fertile ground. Anything that gets us away from stuff that goes more in the solo direction of things, where we get less mysticism, a little bit more the think about it, we so far we have the criminal element of Star Wars and we have the force mystical element. We've never really seen a Game of Thrones uh, medieval. So that's what you think this is going to be. Yeah, I think so. I, th- I think they're. I think because think about it, Game of Thrones. What ends next year, or is it end this year? It's the se- It's the upcoming season. Do we know when that airs? Uh, at some point. All right. It's going to be this year or next year. So think about that. They're going to need their Game of Thrones fix, and this will be a great thing to uh, supplement that. I think that's what they're going to go for. Because I think once Game of Thrones ends, there's going to be a lot of people that cancel their their HBO Go membership. Oh, but they got such other shows as Westworld and... Westworld. Didn't Westworld just royally PO everybody that was watching it? I'm still catching up. I've never watched any of it. I've seen the I, original movie and that's I, it. I watch it in like gigantic batches of I'll watch like almost the entire season one go because since it's all cliffhangers and stuff, I'm like, screw this. I got a way around it. Watch this. As I proceed to attempt to watch it and yeah. All Do right. it that way. So- so I don't know. Like, I don't think I can't think of that many things HBO has going for it. Uh, True Detective kind of burned out. It's got Ballers. It's that one show with The Rock. Oh, The Rock's on HBO show. I think so. Or is it Star? I don't know. He's on something. Well, chances are The Rock's in everything. That like The Rock is like the new Samuel Jackson. He's in everything. Yes, he is. So yeah, like I said, Star Wars. I, I, now that I think about it, uh, forget the live action series. Give me a Star Wars Muppet series. <sighs> I want that, or you know what? I'll, I'll take again. I just want that that Gonzo Darth Vader in Rogue One. Give me that. All right, I'm trying to think. Any other any other Star Wars stuff going on out there? So I'm going to the Star Wars leaks Reddit page. Let's see anything good going this on is, there. This is a great episode. Like I said, not a lot going on this week. Oh, um, okay. Here's something we can talk about. Apparently, Star Wars Resistance is going to debut sometime in October. October 13th in Germany, it will have 22 episodes. Really? So, yeah, so There's Star Wars Resistance is... Nothing on except for, like, an image. Yeah, no no toy leaks, no... nothing. We, didn't even, we got, yeah, what, that one image of, like, the ship, like, in, like, BB-8, that's it. The other image was, like, a industry thing that was, like, leaked. Fascinating. Yeah. So, yeah, so we're beginning a new Star Wars TV series in, like, two months, and there's literally nothing to show for it. I find that interesting. I didn't know that it was coming out that soon. Uh, oh, this is one thing, too. Um, uh, Timothy Zahn, during, I guess, the press tour for Thrawn Alliances, talked about how he would hope to have, like, his, like he'd like Mara Jade to show up again in Star Wars canon. Because everybody forgets that Mara Jade was his creation from the original Thrawn trilogy. And to kind of tie this back together to the Mandalorian series. We also don't know, too, if this, is, if this Mandalorian series does take place, like, after the fall of the empire. Let's say, for example, that Mara Jade is still like an, um, what was it called? The emperor's hand. I, okay. I, I got a very serious question. What was going like, was there still a civil war going on there? Was there still like, was the empire involved there that much? See, that's, 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 that's well, the thing I got to, well, you got, like I said, you go back to rebels and you watch it. And apparently, 
Um, again, well, probably a lot of it will be filled in in the Siege of Mandalore stuff at the end of the Clone Wars. But from what they allude to in Rebels was that the Empire kind of came in and half of Mandalore sided with the Empire and the other half kind of just... Like, they didn't like the Empire, but they kind of just went with the flow. And the Empire obviously installed certain clans of Mandalorians who kept control of the planet. Like, in, I know we had... Um, Oh my god, Garth Saxon. And I know in season two, obviously, you had Fen Rao and things like that, where it gave the Empire gave certain clans positions of power and they enjoyed it. And then when uh, Sabine and her family killed Garth Saxon, I think that's his name. It's, some, it's either Saxon Gar or Garth Saxon, it's one or the other. That it kind of it, it threw a hand grenade into the middle of everything on Mandalore. And, and that was kind of it. But no, because she, she disappears for a nice portion between seasons three and four, apparently. Because then they, that's when she stays with them at the end of season three. In the beginning of season four is Ezra and um, Kanan going back to Mandalore to help her. And then she decides to go back with the, the Rebels ghost gang. Mm-hmm. So, and, that, and that's kind of the end of Mandalore for that, though. So, And she gives the, Sabine gives the Darksaber back to Bo-Katan. So everybody's also speculating that this is going to be something that's going to be very Katie Sackhoff-centric, too. Anybody have any opinions about Katie Sack? I know Katie Sackhoff is like a very popular, like, quote-unquote nerd actress. Any, any strong opinions or hot takes about her? Who, who, who's that again? Katie Sackhoff. She, was, she's, she really kind of landed um, in nerd circles with the, the redo of Battlestar Galactica in the early 2000s. She was on an episode of Big Bang Theory when um, Wallowitz was fantasizing about her and, for some reason, George Takei. Yes. She apparently was also in The Flash recently, from what I've read. People are speculating that we'll get to see Katie Sackhoff. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, from what I remember of Bo-Katan, I don't think she has a, a great physical similarity to Katie Sackhoff. But if, if we're going to pull characters from animation to live action, certainly why not? It'd be interesting to see, nonetheless. But no, getting back to my point with Mara Jade in this series, like, wouldn't it be a great premise? Because back what Daniel Alter was saying, on top of the fact that he said the budget was going to be higher, he said there's a lot of surprises in this that people aren't going to see coming. And wouldn't it be interesting, maybe, that we have like Mara Jade is like as part of the Emperor's hand? It was called the Emperor's hand, right? Yes. Okay, good. Like Mara Jade is sent. Like to Mandalore as part of the Emperor's hand toward the end of the Galactic Civil War, and then we and like the Emperor or the Empire kind of goes, and she's all of a sudden doesn't know what to do, and she's part of this maybe. Like that'd be like, considering how like they kind of reintroduced Thrawn into original trilogy era stuff, even though he was primarily a post original trilogy character, they could very easily bring Mara Jade in in this sort of capacity. She doesn't have to begin with automatically trying to hunt down Luke Skywalker. Could be an interesting way to bring a character in. And instead be. of making her animated, you can make, again, that 100% uh, conjecture, speculation on my part. But that would certainly be an interesting way to bring the character in. You'd also get to see, again, think about it. We've, wouldn't it be cool to see Emperor's Royal Guards in live action? Like actually oh, doing something? That would be cool. Nah, they should just all stand there. Just stand there stoically. Yes, like, like like a fight's going on. They both look at each other. You think they're about to go go into the fight, and then they just slowly sink back, <laughs> or get or get um forced pulled backwards by Yoda. Yeah, that works too. Okay, still scrolling through the Star Wars Reddit leaks. 
Oh, we can talk about the fact they announced a bunch of new books at Comic-Con. Go on. All right, they're going to do a, a Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn book called Master and Apprentice. They're doing one about Padme between episodes one and two. The, just what everyone's been craving for. <laughs> More, what well, was I, she a lot doing? People, well, a lot of people oh, were excited oh yeah, that about that. Padme, that Padme book, I, I remember hearing about news about that, but I haven't really... Uh, I just saw headlines. I didn't really like read into like what it's going to be a bad one. It's called Queen Shadow. Um, there's a new comic called Tales from Vader's Castle. <laughs> yeah, I know. Please tell me it's being written by Seth Green. No, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be very like if if anybody knows the Creep Show, like movie, like it's supposed to be very kind of like macabre, tongue in cheek, like horror. It's supposed to be like that. Um, yeah, Master, and that's it. Kind of really only two books. Uh, I think. Master, and I don't know when the books are coming out, but they're definitely out there. It's not going to be for months. And, and there's a solo novelization that's coming out sometime in, like, I think September or October. Is that going to be as low as sales as the movie, too? <laughs> I certainly hope not. Certainly just wanted not. to make, just wanted to, to eh, a little bit, a little column A, a little column B on that one. Anything else anyone want to talk about Star Wars related? Actually, even better, hey, how about we see if we have any Twitter responses we want to do a response to on the podcast. Give some shout-outs. So we're going to do Pork Night Corner? I thought we had somebody else actually comment once, but sure. (laughs) Or Facebook stuff, so we can update Mark on what's going on on the Facebook page. (laughs) Mark, Mark, are you still making your non-personal Facebook account? Uh Uh-huh, still trying to. My friend Josh from the Unsolved Mysteries podcast. And he goes, since I'm basic, my favorite episodes are when you guys talk about any kind of Star Wars drama, whether it's with the fans, the movies, or the actor choices. Now, I compare the Star Wars fan base to the Simpsons tire fire. It never seems to go out, and no one really cares how bad it gets. That is a great Simpsons reference. Thank you. <laughs> oh, the guilt. So for Josh, if you're listening... The main reason why we don't get into like the star, uh, the fan base controversies, is because there's the Star Wars podcasting cartel that polices everything in the Star Wars podcasting community. And if you ever speak out of line, they come and harass you. So we try to. It, it's like walking on eggshells. It's it's hard to talk about the Star Wars fan base without um, constantly being policed by a specific sect of it. Tell me I'm wrong, folks. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, folks, this podcast had another name at one point. Dun, uh, dun, dun. Yes, that was a fun weekend. Oh, <laughs> God, yes. Talk about best best times ever. Frantically trying to figure out a new name for this podcast in like 24 hours. What <laughs> were some of the original names we had for the podcast? God, that is a good... I'm going to see if I made those, those written down still. Probably don't. Did Knights of Vader come, actually come from my older brother? I think I gave you that name. Because right, I know he, he dropped a few. Oh, okay. Oh, um, no, that was a... Um, no, I, that, Nice of was my idea. Oh, okay. See, so he's taking credit, people. <laughs> I, remember, cause I remember I pitched that because we were just going, okay, these are some of the names we originally had. I don't know what Zanger had. Okay, the, I had a list of five names from a certain point of view podcast. That sounds like sure a Zanger my, thing. Yeah. The next one's definitely a Zanger thing. Uh, forced detours. Yeah, that sounds about right. Star Wars schmucks, which I, that was my idea. 
new Star Wars era podcast. Boo. That was really generic. And this is my personal favorite that got shot down. I re- this is one I was really pushing for hard. Generic Star Wars podcast number 1138. Oh, God dang it. I remember that one. And you were you were pushing for that one hard. And it was like, I don't know if I can argue with him on this. It's good, but it's too wordy. We can only hope there's another controversy that we get sucked into and we're forced to change the name again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, is, it is eventually it's just that podcast that never died exactly it just, it, yeah it just won't die just <laughs> no matter how many times stuff happens they will not go away there's a couple other names we had that kind um i just didn't write down i feel it. i feel at one point i was just legitimately anything that crossed my mind i was posting it and trust me there were some bad ones they're all great Anything else? Or can we wrap this up? We can wrap it up. Wrap it up. Put it back in the Pokeball, Mark? Uh-huh. All right. So concludes this episode of the Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, at KOV Podcast, and on our Facebook group. Type in Knights of Vader into Facebook, and chances are you will find it. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on. For questions, comments, concerns, or sniper remarks, contact me, Zach, on Twitter, at Knight K-N-I-T-E, and on the Cinemodities podcast, where I'll be talking Unsolved Mysteries. Yay! And where can people find you guys? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at MarkFanPatriot. And you can find me questioning... Actually, here's my episode two box quote for the, for the week. It is... The Boba Fett origin story nobody asked for. I have to say, someone's probably already said that at some point. But did they put it on box art? Probably not. I still win. <laughs> Anyways, you can find me on my podcast, Zingness, every Monday discussing nerdy topics and tons of other stuff. So, so check it out. It's me screaming about stuff that's not Star Wars. Because when we do the promo for this on Zing This, it's me saying I scream about Star Wars stuff over here. So, not wrong, technically. So, yeah. All righty, everybody. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Good night, everyone.